here's what's making business headlines today. I'm Bryce, joined by Ren. It's Wednesday, the 30th of November. Ren, where are we going today? Well, Bryce, starting in the States, heading over to China and then heading back to the US to finish. Let's do it. We'll start in the States where you've guessed it. We're talking about Elon Musk. Again. Again. (laughs) But this story is bigger than Elon and Twitter. It's really a story about the growing dissatisfaction with Apple's App Store and the number of companies willing to talk about it publicly. There's always been dissatisfaction, but tech companies have been too scared to speak out against it. Apple was the crucial gateway to their customers. But this is changing. In 2019, Spotify referred Apple to the European Commission for Antitrust Violations. And in 2020, Epic Games, makers of Fortnite, took Apple to court with similar antitrust claims. In 2021, Facebook called out Apple for their new privacy rules. And now... Add Twitter and Elon Musk to the list of big tech companies publicly complaining about Apple. Elon has claimed that Apple is threatening to remove Twitter from the App Store, which would cut the social media platform off from millions of customers. And Elon's claims come as Apple also stops spending money on Twitter ads, which is a huge blow to Twitter. The Washington Post report that Apple was the biggest spender on Twitter in the first quarter of 2022 spending 48 million US dollars on ads in those three months. So the Elon Twitter story isn't the interesting one here. It is the growing public complaint about Apple from its tech peers. But Bryce, for our second story, let's go to China, to the city of Zhengzhou, who have had some of the harshest COVID lockdowns. They've just seen their lockdowns eased as Beijing has directed cities to lift broad lockdowns and replace them with more targeted Lockdowns. This comes as anti-lockdown protests continue around the country. Zheng Zhao was in the news last week as protests at Apple's largest iPhone factory were caught on camera and helped escalate the white paper movement. The white paper movement being the anti-lockdown protests which have spread across the country and in some places have escalated from anti-lockdown protests to anti-government or anti-CCP protests. On Tuesday, the city announced it was lifting a lockdown of its main urban areas that has been in place for five days. Then, authorities issued a lengthy list of buildings that would be declared high risk, spanning the greater Zhengzhou region. These buildings will continue to be subject to lockdown-style rules. So basically what's happening here is Beijing is acknowledging the white paper movement and responding by ending broad lockdowns and replacing them with targeted lockdowns, but it seems... Like the targeted lockdowns are still quite broad. They do come as new cases reach record highs in China, reaching 40,000 new cases a day. But on to our final story. It's back to the US where Joe Biden is desperately trying to avoid a nationwide rail strike that would significantly disrupt America's transport of goods. The railroad companies and unions representing 115,000 railroad workers have been in negotiation for more than two years. The unions are asking for better working conditions, including improved work schedules and paid sick leave. A nationwide strike was averted a few months ago when the two sides agreed to a cooling off period until December 9, but they've yet to come to an agreement and that deadline is fast approaching. To avoid a strike, Joe Biden has asked the US Congress to step in to help break the gridlock. Under the Railway Labor Act, Congress can make both sides accept an agreement even if it hasn't been agreed to by both parties. There is an offer on the table from Congress that would see sick leave and work schedules improved, but not to the level that some unions are pushing for. This story matters because rail accounts for approximately 28% of all US freight movements. A nationwide strike would cripple the economy likely leading to empty shelves just before Christmas and would have a significant inflationary impact as well. Well, Ren, that 
brings us to the end of our three headlines. But as always, we'll close with a stat of the day. So what do you got? Uh, 2030, not a stat, but a year. That is the year John Deere expects to see fully autonomous farming for some crops. That piqued our interest. And on today's episode of The Dive, we ask, what does the farm of the future look like and how far away are we from seeing it? It is a fascinating question and you can listen to that episode accompanying these headlines. That's all for today. Have a great day.